Hello and welcome to the Talking Techniques podcast brought to you by Biotechniques. This show brings you the latest from the frontiers of the life sciences, straight from the people exploring them. In this episode, we'll be exploring next generation antibodies, the latest developments in this field and their applications in drug discovery, all while guided by Ritwika Biswas and Grace Liu of Sinobiological. Coming up on the podcast, find out the latest exciting developments in the next generation of antibody therapeutics. Researchers are looking into create ADCs that are more responsive to the tumor microenvironment, like an ADC that sends changes in acidity or oxygen levels, triggering drug release only when the conditions are just right for maximum impact. It's like ADCs are becoming miniaturized smart drug delivery systems. The challenges in the development of these therapeutics. Designing an ADC that delivers the drug payload only to the intended target is pretty much like threading a needle with your eyes closed. And listen out for the holy grail in the development of next-generation antibodies. Such a breakthrough could essentially revolutionize the field of medicine, making treatments not just more effective, but also tailored to the unique biology of each individual patient. If that becomes a reality, we would be entering an era of personalized, responsive therapies that stay one step ahead of the disease at all times. So, on with the podcast. Firstly, Ritwika, could you introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about your role at Sinobiological? Hi, um, I am Ritwika Biswas, a field scientist at Sinobiological. Um, I provide technical support to our U.S. sales team and gain insights into client requirements while fostering scientific dialogue. Um, I'm also responsible for conducting comprehensive training sessions for various product lines, and I also create educational and marketing materials and participate in company branding initiatives. Um, and Grace, it'd be great to hear a bit about yourself and, uh, and your role at Sino. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Grace Liu. I'm a tech and co-com manager at Sino Biological. My role is to communicate with the clients and or the scientists to understand their goals for the project and identify the services that Sino can offer to advance their goals. Um, and so firstly, to kind of set the scene a little bit, um, Ritwika, please could you provide a, a brief overview of the ways antibodies have traditionally been used in the therapeutic applications? Yeah, absolutely. So traditionally, uh, the application of antibodies has been centered around effectively addressing and combating diseases. These extraordinary molecules are a natural product of our immune system's response to invaders such as bacteria, viruses, and foreign particles. However, a eureka moment occurred among scientists. Why not repurpose these natural defenders for therapeutic benefits? And thus, an era of monoclonal antibodies emerged. Okay, perfect. So could you tell us a little bit more about those monoclonal antibodies and how they were used um, to create a therapeutic effect? Sure, yeah, definitely. So monoclonal antibodies, often abbreviated as MABs, are created to imitate our immune system's antibodies. Researchers engineer these within laboratory settings, ensuring their precise targeting against specific objectives like cancer cells, inflammatory molecules, or even particular receptors. These bioengineered wonders marked uh, a transformative juncture in the realm of medicine, 
providing a fresh avenue for tackling diseases. In their early stages, these maps functioned like guided missiles, expertly homing in on cancer cells while leaving healthy ones untouched. In cases of autoimmune disorders, they assumed a role of peacemakers, reeling in an overly active immune response. And during transplant surgery, they stood sentinels as protectors, thwarting the rejection of organs. So keeping maps as the stepping stones, next-gen antibodies improve all these applications. Fantastic. Um, and so you mentioned that MABs were the sort of stepping stones, but how have the advent of multi-specific or bi-specific antibodies um, updated and approved some of these therapeutic applications? Sure, yeah. So now that we know the remarkable potency of antibodies in pinpointing specific disease markers, scientists kind of took this to an entirely new level. Multi-specific antibodies, bi-specific antibodies, and ADC. These are basically the vanguards of therapeutic invention, innovation that takes this capability to the next level. Multi-specific antibodies function as biological architects, forging links between cells, receptors, and factors in all kinds of ways. Like, let's start with bridging cells, for example. While traditional antibodies act as solo performers, multi-specific antibodies step onto the stage as the ultimate duet partners. Think of cancer cells and immune cells coming together in close proximity, all thanks to these multi-specific antibodies. And this union turbocharges the immune system's proficiency in targeting and eradicating cancer cells that are in contact with them, potentially revolutionizing cancer treatment strategies. Now onto bridging receptors. Can, like cells communicate through receptor proteins on their surfaces. Multi-specific antibodies join the cellular conversation as intermediaries. They can simultaneously bind to receptors on two different cells, instigating a synchronized response. This newfound ability creates fresh avenues for regulating immune reactions, moderating inflammation, and even governing cell growth. Lastly, let's talk about bridging factors. Some diseases stem from imbalances among various biological factors. Here, multi-specific antibodies step in as peacemakers, adeptly targeting two or more of these factors simultaneously. This approach holds immense potential in disorders where multiple pathways contribute to disease progression. Now consider the possibilities. A lone multi-specific antibody guiding the immune system to obliterate tumors while mitigating off-target effects. Alternatively, envision a therapeutic antibody that links a multifunctioning receptor with a healthy counterpart, thus restoring cellular equilibrium. The potential is basically boundless. I mean, not just that, a very direct therapeutic approach with antibody con conjugated with a drug for precise delivery is already a reality. So, so just to sort of summarize those three applications, you've got bridging cells. So literally the antibody is binding to a tumor and then bringing a um, T cell with it so that you get close proximity between that T cell, which can then kill the cancer cells. You, you've got bridging receptors. So the antibody can bind to two different receptors on the same cell surface to um, encourage a reaction between the two of those uh, those receptors and initiate a 
um, hopefully beneficial therapeutic response in the cell. And That's then you've correct, yeah. got bridging factors. So targeting multiple factors to tackle separate mechanisms at the same time, which each contribute to that same therapeutic outcome. That's absolutely correct. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and so you also highlighted as well as these kind of slightly indirect ways that um, antibodies can um, lead to therapeutic potential or have a therapeutic potential, a more direct way of um, conjugating a drug to that antibody and then using the antibody as the kind of targeting system with which to deliver that drug to the cells. Um, so, Grace, could, could you tell us a little bit more about the recent developments that have improved um, antibody drug conjugates or ADCs um, as a therapeutic modality? Yeah, uh, I'm actually glad you brought that up. Uh, antibody drug conjugates or ADCs are a fusion of precision and potency in therapeutic innovation. We talked about how antibodies can be like guided missiles, right? Well, picture this, um, antibody drug conjugates are the ultimate stealthy assassins. Uh, combining the targeting uh, prowess of antibodies with the lethal precision of drugs. So what's the recent development on ADCs? Well, researchers have been working at refining the components that make up these deadly antibodies that start with the antibodies themselves. The goal for more specific and effective targeting has led to the design of antibodies that home in on unique markers found primarily on cancer cells. This means um, least collateral damage to healthy tissues, which is a huge win for patient outcomes. But the real magic happens when you look at the drug payloads. Recent advancements have brought about a variety of highly potent drugs that can be attached to the antibody. These drugs are released only when the ADC finds its target, ensuring that the punch is delivered right where it's needed, sparing the rest of the body. But ADCs are becoming even more customizable. Scientists are tinkering with the linker, the bridge connecting the antibody and the drug. The properties of this linker can influence how quickly the drug is released, uh, giving researchers more control over the timing and intensity of the therapeutic effect. Now, here's where the things get really cool. Researchers are looking into the intricacy of tumor biology uh, to create ADCs that are more responsive to the tumor microenvironment, uh, like an ADC that sends changes in acidity or oxygen levels, triggering drug release only when the conditions are just right for maximum impact. It's like ADCs are becoming miniaturized smart drug delivery systems. So it's really in sort of um, improving the payload to make it more more punchy, more toxic to the to the cells, and then and also in those recent updates to the linker to actually allow it to separate at the right time and on target, um, and to deliver that high intensity punch to those uh, the target cells. Um, and so, Rika, can you tell us about some of the challenges associated with the development of um, multi-specific antibodies and these next generation um, of ADCs? Yeah, so like any other endeavor, these innovative concepts come with their fair share of challenges. Let's start with multi-specific antibodies. So 
creating these molecular chimeras require intricate design and engineering. The puzzle lies in creating a molecule that can successfully bind to multiple targets without compromising its stability, potency, or specificity. Achieving the perfect balance is very difficult to achieve. Moreover, multi-specific antibodies need to be rigorously tested to ensure they are not inadvertently triggering harmful side effects. This can be very tricky, as tweaking one aspect of the molecule structure might inadvertently set off unintended biological responses. Now, turning to ADCs, the challenges continue. One major hurdle lies in achieving the right balance between antibody targeting and potency of the drug. Designing an ADC that delivers the drug payload only to the intended target is pretty much like threading a needle with your eyes closed. But it doesn't really end there. The drug payloads need to be chosen carefully. They must be potent enough to kill the target itself, yet not so toxic that they harm healthy tissues or provoke severe side effects. This selection process can be a high-stakes game between chemistry and biology. And those engineered linkers that attach the drug to the antibody in ADCs, well, getting the timing and release of the drug just right requires high precision. And if the drug is released too early or too late, the therapeutic effect might miss the mark. Lastly, the regulatory pathway for these innovative therapies can be very complex. Safety and efficacy data must be meticulously collected and presented to regulatory agencies for approval. Essentially, navigating this path requires patience, resources, and a very strong commitment to patient safety. Fantastic. And so, Grace, can you tell us a little bit about some of the um, solutions that can be uh, used to address some of these challenges? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, especially like in Sino, our expertise lies in protein antibodies. So we can address the challenges with the multifaceted strategies. Number one, antibody development. For a scientific proven crucial protein that lack of effective antibodies, we can tackle them from the scratch. What that means here is developing new antibodies and implement the application during the development. For example, uh, during the COVID-19 antibody development, neutralizing antibody is a golden ticket to effectively neutralizing the SARS-CoV-2 infection. In order to identify the antibodies with such capability, we can develop the antibody with neutralizing power during the development. Our single B cell platform is capable of developing antibody that enhance the targeting. Secondly, the Sino has sophisticated knowledge and technology to offer the scientists to turn their design of bispecific and multispecific antibodies into true products. We offer high quality antibody production, which provides scientists a ready to use reagent for downstream application. More importantly, uh, Sino can offer GMP-grade production for these bispecific, multispecific antibodies and or the antibody that is ready to conjugate with this drug. Uh, last but not least, for the establishment of the bispecific antibodies uh, and antibodies in using in the ADC, we can further enhance the binding affinity with the target protein by AI power. The affinity maturation and leverage the optimal results for next-gen ADC. So 
you can either start by just completely redesigning that antibody from the ground up to get yourself a much more effective and specific antibody. Um, you can help with the the production of the final product. You've got those GMP grade products, uh, sorry, production processes and, and reagents to use. Um, and then you can also increase the binding affinity using AI of the antibody to its target to increase that specificity and avoid those off-target effects that you mentioned earlier. And so how are these advanced bispecific and multi-specific antibodies um, and these next generation ADCs um, being used in clinical applications now? Are there currently any um, approved clinical applications um, that we can discuss? Oh yeah, clinically, these antibodies are definitely moving forward. So last time I checked, there were nine bispecific antibodies that have already been approved by FDA. Some popular target molecules are CD3, CD19, EGFR, CMET, VEGF, and BCMA. The majority of these antibodies are against cancer, of course, and more specifically for hematological malignancies. And uh, there are two bispecific antibodies for non-cancer indications. One is for hemophilia A, and the other one is for macular degeneration. And all of these have been approved in the past few years uh, between 2014 and 2023. And two of them actually got approval this year itself. And multi-specific antibodies and next-gen ADCs have definitely gone beyond the confines of theoretical concepts. They have indeed made their debut on the clinical stage, making significant strides in their journey towards improving patient outcomes. Some multi-specific antibodies have entered phase one and phase two clinical trials, demonstrating safety and potential efficacy in treating various conditions, including cancers and autoimmune diseases. Currently, seven tri-specific antibodies are undergoing early clinical trials. Among these, approximately half target hematological malignancies, while the other half focus on solid tumors. Now, the simultaneous targeting of two tumor-associated antigens is believed to improve cancer cell selectivity and prevent immune evasion. Incorporating CD3 engagement with co-stimulatory agonists or co-inhibitory immune checkpoint antagonists within a single molecule has the potential to reverse T-cell exhaustion in cancer therapy. This strategy could also enhance the cytotoxic effectiveness of NK cells by targeting two activating receptors. Although no tri-specific antibody has received regulatory approval yet, but numerous tri-specific antibodies have entered early stage clinical development, like I said. And uh, this remarkable progress in bispecific and tri-specific antibodies is further complemented by the emergence of tetra-specific antibodies, currently in preclinical stages, actually. Um, having four arms on these antibodies that, that are developed to bind to four different antigens, tetra-specific antibodies are highly specific, with, which theoretically make them even better than the currently commercialized monospecific and bispecific antibodies. And there are three such antibodies in preclinical research. Now, tetra-specific antibodies hold great potential. However, their development comes with additional challenges related to manufacturing and stability. 
Despite these hurdles, they are being explored for targeting both hematological malignancies and solid tumors. Fantastic. So the, the theory being then the more uh, different receptors you need to bind to, um, to successfully bind to a cell, the more specific it is. D- does that mean that it would only release, um, so say it's um, being used as an antibody drug conjugate, it would only release its um, its payload if all four of those um, uh, epitopes were bound to? That's correct. Yeah. So they're very, very specific. They target only the cancer cells, but no off-target uh, effect. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, if there was one thing that you could ask for, um, if I was a genie who could grant you a wish um, to improve the capabilities of next generation antibodies, um, what would it be? Okay, so if there was only one thing I could ask for, I think it would be adaptability, like real time adaptability, like antibodies that could dynamically sense changes within the body and adjust their targeting and effect accordingly. Like, think about it. Diseases are ever-evolving, right? Cells mutate and the microenvironment fluctuates. What if next-gen antibodies could respond to these shifts with on-the-fly precision, recalibrating their actions to maintain optimal efficacy? This would be thanks to having an intelligent shape-shifting ally within our bodies, continuously optimizing its its approach to combating diseases. Now, picture an antibody drug conjugate which monitors the tumor microenvironment and releases its payload precisely when conditions are good for the destruction of the cancer cell. And imagine multi-specific antibodies that can alter their binding patterns based on the evolving landscape of cell interactions. But can we really achieve this level of adaptability Probably not, but in theory, nanotechnology, sensors, and advanced computational modeling could play pivotal roles, like nano-sized synthetic or even biosensors embedded within these antibodies, constantly relaying information about their surroundings. This information would then be processed, ultimately guiding the antibody's actions in real time. Such a breakthrough could essentially revolutionize the field of medicine making treatments not just more effective, but also tailored to the unique biology of each individual patient. If that becomes a reality, we would be entering an era of personalized responsive therapies that stay one step ahead of the disease at all times. That would definitely be a uh, a hell of a dream to have something inside your body that could change with perhaps even an evolving cancer as well, so it can adapt and keep treating it. Um, as yeah. the cancer tries to tries to flee. Um, and uh, Grace, I wonder, do you have any um, things that when you're working with your solutions for um, these uh, different antibodies and their more specific antibodies, is there any one thing that you, you would really uh, like that would help make your life a lot easier um, if you could ask for a, a wish? I wish antibodies are very specific to the target in a drug. It's just so easy to conjugate and then they can like a magnet stick together and then add the, when they finally move to the target, there's a switch that release the drug. So everything can align perfectly by the target and the release of the drug. I think as a scientist, if something that can be like this, this kind of a tool, it will be perfect for patient's outcome.
So if you, if you could have something that would keep that really high, stable interaction between the antibody and the yes. payload and then instantly release it as soon as it got there. Yes, that would be great. Well, thank you, Grace, so much for coming on the podcast and giving us that insight into Sino Solutions. Thank you so much for having me. Perfect. And Ritwika, thank you so much for your insights into uh, into antibody drug conjugates, into multi-specific antibodies and that nice review of monoclonal antibodies at the beginning. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. So uh, if you would like to find out more about next generation antibodies, you can get more information from our in focus on the topic over on www.biotechniques.com. If you've enjoyed the episode and would like to find out more, then you can check out the podcast on our website or follow at Tristan on Twitter for regular updates and threads on our latest episodes. Thank you for listening and goodbye.